afternoon. You? Good evening. Good afternoon. Welcome <laughs> to CBS News. I'm just um, kidding. We're definitely not sponsored by CBS. Oh, absolutely not. Never will that ever Never. happen. That was just the first thing that came to mind for some stupid reason. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Great. Just chilling, you know? Cool. I love it. Chilling, doing my thing. Got anything interesting? <laughs> um, interesting? Probably not. I'm tired, but that's not very interesting. Sammy switched to day shift and she's hating it. I hate it because I fell asleep at 1 a.m. this yeah. morning and I had to wake up at 5 yeah. to leave for a training that's in another city an hour away. So Yeah, that's a big bummer. Yep. Big, big bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I took that Benadryl because I don't think I would have ever fallen asleep. Just thinking about thinking about stuff anxious no, about the training I, I was just wide awake because it's my oh, usual yeah. time to be awake yep. my body's like what are you doing trying to sleep it's one it's lunch <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> and i'm like no please please that sucks you know i'm on days for the next like week and a half and then i go back to nights that uh, shit's hard on your body i know and i'm glad that it's like for two weeks rather than like if i just did this training and i didn't yeah. have the conference next week, I feel yep. like just two days would have super fucked me versus Probably. like Yeah. Say words. I'm saying words. There we go. There we go. That's much better. Yeah, sorry about that guys. We've been fucking around with the mics because we are trying to do a different setup and stuff, so Mics are really finicky. Yeah. Like if you move like a certain way or you change where you are like in the room, it totally changes how the, the mic picks you up. So yeah. that's annoying. Um, I have my first week back to work. Yay. It's pretty low key. Yeah, it was good. I'm glad it was low key for your first week back. Agreed. See yep. what happens next week. Yep. Who knows? You never know. Got we started getting all of our Halloween decorations, all new ones. Yeah, very excited about it. I'm disappointed. I'm sure you're disappointed too because we watch TikTok too much, and all of the TikToks are like, "Oh, fall stuff has arrived," and it's like, where? Because we went to one store that had a good collection, and then every other store that we went to was like, "Here's an orange washcloth." <laughs> That's it. I think it is a little bit early. No. It's, it's never literally too early. August. Yeah. Yeah, but everybody's so focused on back to school, back to college stuff. Sorry, but that's school a bigger market. Is for losers. Bigger market. They I make more money. No, I don't think so. Bet. Yeah. We can you look up statistics, bet? yeah. Let's bet. Okay. I think with how much fall has blown up recently, <laughs> it's blown up. Okay. Halloween's like everybody's favorite holiday. Yeah, but and like I'm decorations gonna, are reusable i know but i'm going out there and saying that white girls love this shit i'm not disagreeing i'm just saying like you can reuse like a, your your dish towels your halloween dish towels whereas like for back to school back to college you can't reuse crayons but you can reuse backpacks some of it but a lot of it you can't i don't know anywho I don't know, poor kid problems. I didn't go, like, shopping every year. We were like, what don't we have? What do we need to add to the list? Okay, you're getting colored pencils. Right. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't know. I think we got whatever the minimum on the list was, and then that was it. Yeah. It's like, so. does your backpack... I literally was so desperate for a new backpack one year that I pretended that it was, like, worn out, and I just used scissors and cut it up. <laughs> Damn. I was so fed up with it. I was like, please, just give me a new backpack. I've had yeah. this one since, like, kindergarten. That does suck. Um, okay. Well, in the uh, vein of spooky spooky season yeah. starting up, yeah. you ready to talk about some ghosty shit? I love it. Me too. Cool. Very excited. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, I don't have my computer open, so. All right. I got this. So I'm going to be talking about a ghost adventures favorite and as soon as i say it i'm hoping that you're like oh my god and that you remember it um i'm talking about the old washo club oh <laughs> i think that would have been my next guess if i had thought about it a little bit more yeah because you he didn't tell me what he was going to talk about i kept thinking like what's this week's topic and he was just like 
spooky. Just think spooky. <laughs> and I was like, that gives me fucking nothing. Whatever. I decided what I was going to talk about. And then he refused to tell me. He's mm-hmm. like, it's a very famous ghost adventure. So I was like, Bobby Mackey's. She's like, they're all famous. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they're all good and famous. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, I'm excited. So, um, before I start, I just want to give credit where it's due. I got a lot of information from, um, a podcast called History Goes Bump, and I, it's been one of my favorite podcasts since, like, I first discovered what podcasts were, so it's been, you know, 10 years now that I've been listening to this one. They have a phenomenal episode on, on this location. Also, uh, info from the Washoe Club's website, obviously, and then a Uh little bit from Travel Channel, so... And, like, watching Ghost Adventures. Yeah, I don't have a lot from that episode. Oh. I don't know. I find Ghost Adventures entertaining and not super <laughs> informative. It's not educational. <laughs> it's um, like they did their research from the first page of Wikipedia. Yes. And then just... That's it. They were like, copy and paste. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, reading Zach Bagan's books, you know that there's oh, not a lot of thought going on God. up there. No sidebar though if anybody wants to buy his books just don't i couldn't even get past the first chapter I because totally i was like it. i wanted to edit it and like rewrite it because it's his like grammar... it never got sent to an editor no he's like it never the grammar is poor the punctuation doesn't make any sense there's yeah. run-on sentences and i'm like i get it like maybe this is just his writing style but like there's some point where it's just like english bro yeah. english yeah so no i didn't derive any like actual like information from that but it is a good episode to watch it's i think a couple episodes because they go back to it mm-hmm. at least once um <clears throat> so virginia city nevada rose to prosperity as a center for like silver mining during the old west time so you had like the gold boom and then you had the silver boom babe what our stories are like fairly similar really that's yeah i have no idea what she's fucking doing weird <laughs> you'll see you'll see when i start talking Fun being married. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was the nation's first real, like, industrial city because of that. Interesting. um, The mining industry made its way, made way for, like, almost a cosmopolitan city life with cultural institutions like the opera, a lot of famous residents like Mark Twain. He was, like, a reporter there um, who worked for, like, the local newspaper. So it was, like, a really big... That's bustling really town cool. yeah today it's not like that and so there's just a few easter eggs here and there that show like the former wealth uh-huh. of like the mid-1860s when the the silver boom was going on and there was adventurers prospectors everybody who was risking at, like their life savings every single thing that they had to come here yeah. and try and get some silver and some gold um and shit was like dangerous so there were multiple cave-ins gunfights greedy claim jumpers like people fighting each other for land and shit um like literally the wild west it was the wild west plus silver like (laughs) here's some silver yeah Mm. right um and it would literally turn men from like rags to riches like into millionaires overnight because they would just go mine the perfect spot um so transitioning the washoe club was basically the town's version of what we would consider like a country club now do we have the same story? He's looking at me like, oh my god, I've already heard this. No, we don't have the same... <laughs> what if we had accidentally done the same thing? I'm glad we didn't, but I we know. basically did. <laughs> I'm not it's even so kidding you. That's awesome. I'm really excited. You good? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so it was like today's version of a country club, and its doors opened for business on June 1st of 1875, and according to p- reports in the press, applications for membership came in really fast, but um, like they got a lot of people who were contributing to a membership to be a part of it, Yeah. but it was super short-lived because of the way that like a silver or gold boom happens, right? right? It's not a forever thing. It's making these towns super popular for like two or three years, and then they are just dead because people are going on to the next place. I was so surprised with my research, not giving too much away, of like how little that time frame was, where it was just like, it was popping and then it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
hundred percent. It's it's crazy how fast it goes, and like how much money people invest into things like this. Yeah, thinking that it's gonna be a long term thing, and then it just crashes. It's kind of like the Cecil Hotel. I think of it a lot like yeah. that. Like yeah, super fancy hotel that ends up being like Skid Row. Yeah, wild trash dump. Within less than five years, the oh <laughs> yeah the rooms of the original club were consumed by like a, this big fire that happened in Virginia City yeah. on October 26th of 1875 and members obviously fell behind in paying their membership why would they yeah. <laughs> cuz the whole place burned down and then they like, have nowhere to go right um <laughs> so they're like okay we either need to trash this or we're going to find a new building for the club and they did the second um so they ordered on December 10th 1875 that all of the delinquent shares so people who were not paying their membership fees uh be offered at public sale um and that happened on february 10th of 1876 on the site of the old burnt down club so that happened um among delinquent members were these prominent men who i'm going to blast uh roland m daggett who is the editor of like the main newspaper there uh, called the Enterprise, and I'll talk about that in a minute. An attorney named Charles DeLong, Dennis Driscoll, who was the publisher of that newspaper, the Enterprise. Hmm. U.S. Senator John P. Jones, J.H. Kinkhead, Kinkhead. I know, <laughs> I know, I read it, and I'm like, that sounds bad. Kinkhead. K-I-N-K-E-A-D. Kinkhead. It's Kinkhead, right? Okay. <laughs> um, J.H. Kinkhead, who later became the governor of Nebraska. Nope, Nevada. <laughs> U.S. Senator Whatever William, state is. I know the end state, the end of May. Uh, U.S. Senator William M. Stewart and Henry M. Yarrington, who was a Virginia, uh, like he was a railroad magnate. Okay. So all these rich fuckers were like, we're not paying this anymore. So the club is starting new public shares, um, and they found a new building. They held a meeting in early March of 76, and they saw the election of, like, a bunch of new trustees, and they came up with a re resolution to sell the club's lot that had been burnt down and rent club rooms elsewhere rather than build a whole new building, which I think was smart. Yeah. Um, another six months goes by, and the new club rooms were finally ready. They found some place, and they it was all ready for their, their use, um... Their plan was to make this place even more, like, fancy. Super duper fancy. Fancy schmancy. Like the Queen Mary. It is like the Queen Mary. Um, and I, I'm going to go through, like, a barrage of what all these rooms look like and okay. like are starting to look like now that they're, like, restoring everything. Yeah. So, by the time the Washoe Club was back to its renewed glory, the production of the miners had fallen uh, because they had mined all the silver. Right. Uh, which happens. Dividends for the first three months of 1876 averaged $10 per share. And then at the end of the year, they, that had gone down to $2 per share. So they mm. were just hemorrhaging money. By the end of the decade, so the end of the 1870s, dividends were down to $0.50 cents oh my God. per share. Um, there was another fire, but it was underground in one of the mines in 1881. And that like wrecked the community even more. Um, and it fucked the ability for the Washoe Club members to actually, to continue to, like, be a part of it and pay what they needed to pay to, like, experience the luxury that was the Washoe Club. Yeah. Uh, membership continued to drop off. Monthly dues were reduced to $2.50. Uh, by 1897, the old Washoe Club ceased to exist, and the Territorial Enterprise, which was the, uh, newspaper I was talking about, said that like declared in on the front page that it was closed and no more and it was a whole oh thing. i thought it was gonna be like canceled it pretty canceled much culture yeah <laughs> no so i'm going to describe what the washoe club looked like at the time there were three stories uh, a saloon was on the first floor there were rooms for like reading playing cards uh playing pool and like wine rooms it was super fancy that seems very fancy for the 1800s yes there was a full ballroom on the second floor and i don't know why i didn't put what was on the third floor but you know what we'll just continue Probably just rooms just rooms yeah maybe it's because of the women of the night that occupied it and they just didn't want it <laughs> they just didn't want to say that if that's the case our stories are literally the same fucking thing yeah. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, I'm just going to try, like, I don't want to take up too much time explaining, like, all the fancy rooms because there's no point in that, but I want to give you an there idea. There was a lamp that was made out of crystal. Right. Tiffany crystal. Yeah. That probably didn't exist. Like, I'll just go through a couple of the different, like, amenities that they had. They had a four foot by 12 foot black walnut table inlaid with laurel, which is like, yeah. Um, oh my god, that would have been beautiful. Oh yeah. <gasps> Yep. Oh, and in that I same that. Yeah, in that I... same room, that was the uh like one of the apartments. No, you can't we don't have I don't have rope for that here. We'll make room. No, we will not. Get rid of the couch. No. We'll just sit on the table. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sit on the ground underneath the table. Um the carpet in this this so I'm talking about like one of the apartments, I think on the third floor. Um, big fucking room. The The room was 30 feet by 22 feet, and it had this big-ass table in it. The carpet in there was called Axminster Carpet, and it was some of the thickest and finest of the time. Axminster? Yeah. We should name our child that. Axminster. Call him Axie. Definitely. On each side of the room were $800 mirrors at the time. $800 oh my God. mirrors. Which were made of French plate glass that were in frames and mountings manufactured just for the porch of the building in front. So it was like handmade just for this room. The the pool room, the billiard parlor, as it was called, um, same size. The carpet was the same pattern as the room I told you about. The wine room was connected to the, the pool room by this like big fucking arched doorway. And, uh... Which was draped with crimson curtains. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, <gasps> so like much inspiration <laughs> from like this fucking 1800s Washoe Club. Right. There is a spiral staircase, which you might remember from the Ghost Adventures ep- episode, and it's super infamous. Um, it was built by a name, man named Francois Jean Rocus, I think. Roquois. Roquois. Is it? Q-O-I-S? No. Oh. Uh-uh. We're going to say Roquois anyways. No, it's R-O-C-H-A-S. R-O-C-H-E-S? A-S. Adam Sam. Seems boring. Francois-Jean Rocas. Roquois sounds so much better. He should have changed his name to Roquois. Sure. Um, For this spiral staircase, he used no nails and no glue. That's like... Have I told you about this place in Santa Fe? There's like a church in Santa Fe that they claim that this yes. staircase was built by Jesus. Yes. This mysterious carpenter that came in and just built the staircase with right. no nails and no glue. Yeah. It's probably this guy. <laughs> He's <laughs> like he just building spiral staircases he, everywhere. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's so unique that it's been featured in Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah. And it was infamous because men would come to the club not just to drink and have fun with their friends but to fuck bitches yes to fuck bitches uh they would go up the staircase to the third floor to meet the ladies um reportedly a couple of sex workers were killed at the club there was a storage room that had once served an unusual and macabre purpose. As you well know, during the winter, the ground was too hard to dig graves, and a cold, dry place was needed to, in store, uh, to store embalmed bodies until winter was over, and so yeah. they had a storage room for that, and at one time there were as many as 70 coffins in there that had people in them, not just coffins. 70? Yep. What? Yeah. People are just dying left and right? Yep, I guess. I don't know. The one little bit that I'll give you from Ghost Avengers, um, Virginia City in general is reportedly like very, very haunted, and the mm-hmm. old Washoe Club is one of its most haunted places. I imagine they were just doing street fights all the time. Yeah. Come on. Street fights? Duels. The Ghost Avengers team has gone there several times. Nick Groff claims that it's one of the locations that he's most scared of because his name has come up several times in EVPs and Spirit Box sessions when he's not even there. Yeah. I think that's why they went back, because the guys yeah. that own the... Or people i guess that own the washoe club They're like, like they reach out to him because you. like other investigators would be there and they would keep saying nick groff that's so weird isn't that so fucking yeah, weird that's spoopy like as another investigator i'm sure you know of ghost adventures but you're not just like listening and waiting for that name to be yep. said like yep it's crazy yeah uh Ugh. the place 
is super popular now, especially because of uh, Ghost Adventures, and you can go there. They have ghost tours that they host, and then you can also do overnight ghost hunts. So we should do that sometime. <gasps> oh my god, will you marry me, like, all over again? We already again? did that. Okay. I know, but, like, <laughs> I want to go there so bad. I know, it'd be super fun. <gasps> that would be so much fun. Oh, yeah. Babe. I know, I agree. Okay. Um, so let's talk about the ghosties. A lot of people talk about that storage room being the most haunted area, obviously, because there are lots of bodies there. Like 70. <clears throat> right. 100. So some people believe that several ghosts are angry because they are still possessive of the club, like old members, and they don't want people who weren't, wouldn't have been members or people they consider to be, um, not. <laughs> so like black people? Yeah, Probably. I'm not going to say that. But women yeah, and people of not white color. Right. I would, If you're not a white man of any kind of money, then you probably wouldn't have been a member there. Yeah. Another ghost is named supposedly Miss Ellie. And Miss Ellie is a little girl whose apparition appears with a dog in an upstairs hallway. That's pretty cool. Um, a little dog. She was supposedly killed in an explosion when a neighboring building blew up because a man had stored oh, no. his nitroglycerin, gunpowder, and dynamite in the same room place. What an idiot. And it blew up. Twelve people uh, died in this explosion and it made national news, so that's legit. Oh, um, a lot of times cameras will, mal- will malfunction in the hallway where Ellie tends to be seen. Um, one of the bartenders there named Wilson bartends at the saloon and claims to have witnessed a variety of manifestations that include matchbooks that roll down the bar, bar stools that fall over on their own, uh, a lot of hokey pokey stuff like that. How does a matchbook roll down the bar? I'm unsure about that. Can you just see it doing like cartwheels? That's what I'm wondering. It's like... It doesn't slide, it rolls. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't know. click one side, click weird, another side, it? click one side. It's like somebody is like... That makes it even spookier, I think. Yeah, because like there's like that intention. Yeah, mm. for sure. Um, one of the sex workers that was killed on the third floor claims to uh, haunt the place, and her murderer actually ended up committing suicide on the second floor after he killed her, so... Um, you shouldn't have killed her in the first place, any idiot. Yeah, agreed. Uh, investigators claim that her name is Lena because a psychic who was there said that, um... There's no proof of that beyond what this one psychic said. Um, she has blonde hair and generally appears as a full-bodied apparition on the spiral staircase. Uh, she's also referred to as the Lady in Blue, as many female ghosts are. Um, she appears as Blue Mist on the stairs at times as well. Another psychic claims that the Lady in Blue is actually a different ghost and is a young girl who was given a blue dress by her dad. Um... And during her time here, a minor raped her and killed her oh, by no. hitting her in the head with a pickaxe, oh, apparently. Oh, my God. Um, some people claim to get headaches near the stairs, and they think it is connected to that. Also, again, this is a psychic's interpretation of these ghosts, so take that for what you will. I don't like it either way. No, I don't either. Um, a 13-year-old girl was killed by a predator in the basement, but her spirit is sometimes seen on the second floor, and people claim to smell a floral perfume scent or a cherry cigar smoke scent in certain areas upstairs. Betty is one of the guides there, and she says that she heard her name being called out once on a spirit box. Oh, no. Uh, One of the spirits claimed to be a man named Tom, and this spirit explained that he was a hippie who died of a heroin overdose at the location. If I was a ghost, I'd fuck with everybody. I would tell everybody. I'd I'd tell everybody different stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're like, my name is Charles Manson. Yeah. <laughs> um, a shadow with a big brown hat is seen on the second floor. Uh, in the early 1980s, a man killed himself that lived on the third floor apartment after his seven-year-old son fell into a mine shaft and died. So it might be him. People don't really know. Oh my gosh. Um, there's also a lot of activity in room 12 uh, on the third floor. It has a door that slams really hard on its own all the time. And it's so hard that the door is actually cracked from the force of it hitting. Um, it's worth noting a suicide took place in that room and several people complain of being scratched there. Um, into When they are scratched, it, it comes in threes. Right, like the generally. devil. So, yeah. That's the old Washoe Club. That's they're what restoring you got? it. Uh-huh, they're restoring it and it's like a working bar restaurant 
also, uh-huh. so you can go there and do all the things and explore it and see ghosties. That's fun. That's what I got. I like it. Thank you. I am just kind of floored about, like, what are the chances that we choose such similar stories? On a week where we didn't... Um, actually communicate what we were going to talk ever. about. I had yeah. no idea. We just said ghosts. <laughs> yeah, spooky. Think spooky. That's what you told me. Think <laughs> spooky. Um, and when I said, when I thought of think spooky, you know what I did? I literally just started Googling, like... Spooky. Haunted places in America. Because I'm so sick and tired of doing, like, out of country things because I mispronounce everything. <laughs> she just wants some I just want one US thing names. that I can pronounce. She wants not... Bobs and Johns and Smiths <laughs> I just don't and... <laughs> want to look like an idiot every single episode. Um, so here's a reprieve of something that I can hopefully pronounce. I'm talking about the Red Onion Saloon. Cool. <laughs> I know. And I chose name. it because of the name. It's such yeah. a fun name, right? It was established in 1897 in Skagway, Skagway. Fuck, I already fucked it up. (laughs) In Skagway, Alaska. Nice. Super fucking random, I think. Yeah, a saloon in Alaska. Yeah. Like one of the last colonized states. Right. Crazy, right? (laughs) That's weird. Yeah. Um, The doors like officially opened in 1898, uh, which was the peak of the Klondike Gold Rush. And Hmm. I'm sure you know Klondike, Alaska. Is like a city, town, whatever. Um, Some that's... of the ice cream bars are made. Probably that would make sense. <laughs> I didn't look into the ice cream history, <laughs> but I know that the miners discovered gold there in August of nineteen. Nope, of eighteen ninety six. So just a year before it was established, and two years before it opened. So, as we know, the very little window it already has gone through two years of the gold rush. Damn. So. We'll see what happens. Uh, so that gold rush to Klondike brought about 100,000 travelers to the area. To wow. Alaska. Like, in the 1800s? That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And that's a lot of, like, people being brave enough to, like, Make fare. the trek. Yeah, make the trek. mainland USA up. Through Canada. Through Canada. Yeah. yeah that's a lot of that's effort. All, that's, like, a bitch and a half of a trip now. Yeah. Literally. Um... So that happened between 1896 when the gold was discovered and then 1899 when it ran out. Um, Skagway itself served as the, quote, gateway to Klondike because, like I said, many miners had to pass through there to get to Klondike. Probably because Mm -hmm. it's like one of the few places during the time that was like open to travel through. It's not like mainland America where there's like a million ways to get to fucking Denver, Colorado. You know what I mean? Yep. There's, like, one way to get to Klondike. Gotta go through Skagway. Skagway. (laughs) Um, So, and at the time, the Red Onion was considered Skagway's most exclusive bordello. Yep. Also known as a brothel. Nice. (laughs) Uh, So, the, the fun facts about the Red Onion is that the planks that, obviously, the structure was made out of were cut by none other than Captain William Moore, who was the founder of the city. So that's kind of a cool little thing. Yeah. Um. So the first floor, much like um, the Washoe Club, it was the bar. The alcohol was served. There was a ballroom. Except for yours was on the second floor, I think, which is a little weird. The ballroom being on the second yeah. That is weird, right? That yeah. seems like a definite, like, you want... It was like an afterthought. You want it to be on the first floor. Right. You want it to be near the bar where you can just, like, get a drink and then go sure out to the dance floor. I'm sure there's a bar there, too. Yeah, maybe. But, I, but that, it seems... Like, my thing... Is it feels like it, it feels as weird as like having a pool on the second floor. Yeah, like, you feel like it's a little unstable to have that many people <laughs> dipping and dancing around. <laughs> dipping and dancing on the second floor, but I digress. Go ahead, <laughs> man. So, like the Washoe Club, like other brothels of the time, the second floor was where the more interesting things happened. Nice. Um, unfortunately, the brothel only functioned for two years. Yeah. Because the gold rush right. ended. Um, so then the gold rush had diverted to Nome, Alaska, which was not in the path anymore of Skagway. Right. So yep. Skagway kind of started to decline. Um, 
during World War II, that didn't help anything either. The building was used as a barracks for soldiers, which I guess is my naivety, but I didn't realize that there was really any need for Alaska during World War II. A huge need there. Yeah? Yeah. Well, think about it's got that coastline. Right. Um, It's huge. It's a huge state. Right. And it's about as far east as the U.S. gets. Yep, you're right. West. It's about as far west as the U.S. gets. Okay. So it's close to... Russia. Right. Yeah, which were not f- our friends. They were during World War Two. Just kidding, they were our friends. So right. we could be partners together. But there was a lot of um, activity up there mm-hmm. during World War Two. Hmm. So. I guess I never learned about that in school, so mm-hmm. maybe... I should do my own research about that. Um, So then after the brothel declined and it was used as a barracks, then there was no need for the brothel slash bar slash restaurant. So they, it was then used as a laundry facility. Yeah. And then it was a bakery. (laughs) It's super weird. And then it went to a union hall. I don't know if this is the right order, but this is what it had been. I'm assuming this is the order. Maybe not. Laundry facility seems a little weird for like the 1900s. Anyways, then it was a TV station and then a gift shop. Uh, so then 1980, we're finally like almost 100 years after it opened, a woman named Jan Wentmore purchased the building and then she went and got a liquor license. Good for her. She's I know. Smart. She's fucking smart. She has turned this place around. So on July 4th, she got, she purchased the building, got the liquor license, probably not on the same day, but July 4th is a big moment for her. Because she wanted to bring the Red Onion back to the roots. She wanted to bring back, like, the bar, the history, and everything about it. Um, minus the brothel. Or is it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. It looks like a really cool place. It's probably not a brothel. Um, plus, there is the, she kept open the historic brothel museum. Right. Um, it, which opened in 1999, which tours are given. I'll talk about that later. Um, it's been extremely successful. Oh my gosh. Successful. I got new aligners, guys. I'm so sorry. Well, it's hard for me great. to talk again. No, no, no. Um, so, just a little bit about the Red Onion now. Apparently, they have like, I wouldn't say world famous, but like very popular pizzas. Mm. And they name them after prostitutes of the gold rush dope (laughs) (laughs) uh or references of like the trade or like women who have worked at the red onion it's very female focused you know like female empowerment do it i'm gonna talk about it a little bit here though cool so some of the pizzas are like the plain jane which I'm sure you can assume is just a cheese pizza there's the shady lady which (laughs) is a barbecue chicken uh, the chicken ranch, which is ranch, bacon, and red onion. I'm sure there's chicken on there, too. Their best sellers, though, are the Big Desi, which is sausage, Canadian bacon, and pepperoni. And then the classic, which mm. is pepperoni. Okay. <laughs> um, they also have beer on tap from, like, local Alaskan breweries, which I think is super cool. And they have, like, live music. But they also... What? Did you look up their menu currently? No. What does it say? <laughs> the Madam Jan, mm-hmm. which is a pesto five cheese blend with roasted garlic and goat cheese. I would eat that up. Gross. But it's garlic. Yeah, but then there's goat cheese. Do you not like goat cheese? Depends. Do you know if you like goat cheese? Do you just not like it because it sounds I'm weird? I'm pretty sure Manchego is a goat cheese, <laughs> but I'm also sure that... Goat cheese is like soft. Feta is a goat cheese. It's closer to feta than manchego, for sure. And you know how much I don't like feta. She had feta on her dinner tonight, but okay. And like little itty bitty chunks. Then that's how this would be. <laughs> no, it would not. It would be in huge ass chunks. No. Um, Excuse me, the red onion. Will you please send us a picture of your Madam Jane or whatever it's called? Madam Jan. The next is the Bombay Peggy, <laughs> which is uh, marinara, pineapple, and Canadian bacon. Ooh. Yeah, I'd get down on that. <laughs> the Lady Lavoie, which is vegan. Um, marinara tomatoes, artichoke hearts, red onions, mushrooms topped with goat cheese. It's not really vegan, is it? Goat uh, the goat cheese The goat cheese is not vegan. Maybe you can get it vegan and they just take that off. Maybe. Uh, the Sassy Potter, 
Oh my god, I love <laughs> Alfredo sauce, chicken, red onions, roasted garlic, bacon, top with basil. That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Big Desi. That's the one I just talked about. Yep. Sausage, Canadian bacon, and pepperoni. They're uh-huh. like, we want all the meats. Yep, Shady Lady said that. How about their ap- appetizers? The Naughty Nelly Nachos. <laughs> 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 the next is just chips and salsa. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, fuck, how do we tell the naughty Nelly nachos? We don't. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> That's so funny. Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> like, basically, there's something going on every night at this, like, saloon now. They have um, corset shows, which I'm not sure if the corsets are on or off the bodies. Either oh. way, I'm sure that's fun. <laughs> um, drag shows, which I fucking love that for alaska yeah having drag shows i don't know why i think that's so progressive which it's probably not canada you're not canada canada america america i'm sorry um that's like a very red state too like red forever will never change thinking um they have theme nights trivia nights it just sounds like a fun like overall like little place uh if we ever go to alaska i feel like we have to go here your family there my dad grew up there. So why haven't we been to Alaska? I've never been there in my life. I would love to go to Alaska. I'm sure. <laughs> There's vampires. Okay, go ahead. Anyways. Keep going. Um, so, nowadays there are madams, and I use that with quotes, who give tours of the brothel museum. Madams are what the women of the night used to be called back in the day. So they kind of like reenact like their clothing and like their like flirtatious like fun vibes like they are like totally like oh what is the word i'm looking for they totally exude like the right total the vibes vibe. of the time they like recreate everything like they right. try to make it like i wouldn't say as i mean as i thought authentic as they can mm-hmm. but like also as fun as they can to make it like not weird um so they will even like sing some songs for patrons from back in the day and they'll also take pictures with them super fun um their tours like i said are very lively and full of information about what happened in 1898 and the lives of the quote good time girls during the good rush i'm glad that they embrace that part of the history instead of like hiding it right um so if you're walking I'm not sure how this works. I don't know if it's like a tour or something, but this is what I found online. Uh, apparently, you can get a quickie. Oh my god! Which is uh, five bucks for fifteen minutes. Of what? I don't know. <laughs> what? I imagine it's like a quick tour or something like that. They probably do them every once in a while. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out because they kept saying, "Here's a quickie for five bucks." Um, but basically, they're just kind of like re like poking a little fun at like. 1898 yeah. when you would literally just pay five dollars to get a 15 minute quickie um the tour that they do of the saloon uh includes the saloon like i said and that there's a 10 by 10 crib room as well as a madam's room and uh what is now called the wallpaper room which is all the brothel rooms it's awesome uh the wallpaper room includes artifacts from the late 1800s and a silver dress that was found in the building's floorboards. That's spooky. Isn't that fucking weird? Like, yeah. who, like, yeah. when the gold rush was over, you were you afraid that they were going to take your fucking beautiful silver dress, so you just put it in the floorboards and, like, forgot about it? Dude, right? That's the weirdest That's thing. Bananas. Isn't it? I want to know what happened or, like, who that was owned to. Um, they also offer a city tour, so obviously the city's not that big, no. um, that starts at the Red Onion, and it's called Ghosts and Good Time Girls Walk-In Tour. So, like, one of the madams will take you around the block, um, <laughs> that, that sounds so weird, um, they'll take you through streets, back alleys, and previous red light districts of the town, and teach you about the history. Um, as a perk, you'll end the tour in the brothel museum, and receive some champagne. That's awesome. Yeah, super fun. Um, there are oil paintings from previous madams over the bar that you can see now, as well as a ref. Sorry, those paintings are a reference to the dolls of the previous Ooh. times. Ugh. Um, because like the dolls, bra- dolls, like dolls, dolls, dolls. Let me explain this okay. to you, though. 
the brothel back in the day used to run on what was called the doll system. It sounds really creepy, but what they would do in the late 1800s is each woman who was a lady of the night would have a doll that was created in their image. Okay. And basically their dolls would rest above the bar. So if men came to the bar... They picked the doll. They would pick a doll and be like, I would like the one with the red dress. That is... I don't like that. It's weird, right? Yeah. So then when the woman was occupied with a man in her bedroom, the doll would be laying down to, like, signal to everybody, like, that that woman, that doll is uh, in use. So if you want to wait, you sure can. Otherwise, all of these other dolls or women are available. Dude, that's weird. Isn't it fucking weird? Yeah, I don't like that. Um, So then when the woman was done with her temporary friend (laughs) i don't know how else Uh to put it um she basically would toss the five dollars for 15 minutes down the tube or however much they paid for and the tube would go to the bartender who was at the bar he would take the the money figure out which doll it went to and put her back into a sitting position ready for the next patron what the isn't that crazy it's bananas it's kind of a clever way to do it like Low-key, but also fucking weird. Imagine, like, the energy that are that's, like, connected to those dolls. Anyways, um, (laughs) nowadays, the saloon operates from April to October, but I also saw, like, some sources say April to September or May to September. I think it kind of fluctuates because of how, like, Alaska's weather is. Right. Um, especially because if you want to get there, unless you have a passport, you basically have to ride a cruise ship to Alaska unless you want to, yeah, like I said, have a passport and go through Canada. Otherwise, right. you have to take a ship to Alaska and then go through it that way. Um, and the location is now listed on the National Register of Historic Landmarks. Um, if you check out their website, it's redonion1898.com. They have some super cool fucking merchandise. If you want to look it up, I would not blame you if you bought a shirt. It's so cool. Yeah. It's like, it's. I feel like it doesn't belong in Alaska. It's right. that cool. Right. Um. Anyways, now we're going to move on to the hauntings. Sick. I know. Um, what this was your... This has got to be super haunted. Go ahead. Yeah. I actually found a lot more than I thought I was going to find. Oh, I highlighted something that meant I wanted to go back and look at it. <laughs> oh, no. It's okay. Guys, I worked a lot of hours this last week. I'm so sorry. Um, so, what was your resident ghost name? Was it Lena? There was one who might have been Lena. Lena. Yeah. That's what it is. I think that's funny. Because Lena? No, very close. The resident ghost here is a, like assumed to be Lydia. Oh. Yeah. I think those were pretty common names back then. Back then, then were they? Yeah. I kind of like them. They're cute. I, I like old school names. Same. I don't like, like Gretchen or whatever. But, um. Yeah. So... It's, it's not known if Lydia officially died in the saloon or, like, what it was. I couldn't really find anything about deaths at the saloon. It wasn't like yeah. uh, Washoe Club where there right. were street fights all the time. But, yeah. I mean, if there were, I could yeah, not find anything about it. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, that bears are fighting people, not people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but there is one claim that she, Lydia, contracted venereal disease, and she ended up taking her own life in the crib room on the second floor. I could not find anything that showed any truth to that, so it's just a claim, kind of like your mediums yeah. saying, like, it could be this person, it could be this person. Right. It could be true. I'm not saying it's not true. I think it's a very interesting story if it's not true, but either way, it's something to think about when you go there if you decide to. Um, there's a former employee that her name is at least Lydia. <laughs> somehow must have made a connection with her. Um, and Lydia is, I'm assumed, I'm sure everyone has assumed, used to be a lady of the night back when the Red Onion first opened. She is typically seen in, like, the second floor. No fucking shit. Um, she's most often wearing a long, dark dress. And she also is not friendly to men. Oh. Shocker. Um, and she's very hostile towards them, but she likes plants. 
And I apparently, mean, like, employees would say that they would go to the plants in the room because that was, like, part of their daily chores is, like, to see what plants needed to be watered. And, like, 90% of the time, they've already been watered. Weird. Because Linnea waters the plants. And Man, I wish we had a ghost that did I that. I know, right? We'd actually be able to keep <laughs> plants alive. Yeah. There's even, like, people seeing, like, an apparition, like, watering plants that don't even exist anymore. Hmm. So, like, she's just, like, going through the motions, maybe? Is the plant a ghost, too? Like, in the apparition, do you see a ghost plant? Or is it just a, a ghost watering nothing? I think that's what they okay. are saying, because a lot of the first-hand accounts were, like, plants that don't exist anymore. Mm. So it's just, like, her, the watering, the empty air. Gotcha. So, um... You know, she's got to take care of the dead babies, too. The dead plant babies. Um, There's footsteps heard on the second floor, which are believed to be Lydia's. Also, someone has seen her full apparition. I think the story was told, like, six different ways. So I'm going to try to, like, recount it as best as I can. Basically, employees heard, like, running footsteps and they um, heard screaming or, like, something like a commotion going on upstairs. And they were like... Fuck that shit. We're calling the cops. Sure. So they called the police. The police get there and they go upstairs and they see an apparition run down the hall and go into this room. And so they're like, bingo, let's go to the room. Guess what they found? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So like for police department to be like, we saw this. It existed and we chased it to the one place it could have gone. There was nothing there. So they think that was yeah right yeah. So they think that was Lydia's spirit just probably causing a ruckus, beating (laughs) up ghost men and running away. I don't know. Um, But the apparition was running into the madam's room, which makes them really think that it was Lydia. Um, Also on the second floor is a strong smell of women's perfume, much like the Washoe Club, as well as like cold spots of where people are saying the perfume smell is coming from. Right. So they'll be like, oh, I smell it kind of, but it's stronger over here and right where here it is. It's really cold. Um, there's also reports of her being seen gliding down the staircase after dark. Apparently not during the starlight. Starlight. It is the starlight. The sunlight. Um, probably because she's a woman of the night. Um, there's also a spirit of a pre- another previous madam that goes by Diamond Lil. She's been lingering. Name. I know, right? Yeah. Cute. She name a dog that. I think a little toy poodle. Diamond Lil. We're never getting that kind of dog, but... We'll see what happens. Um, She is seen lingering around, just basically keeping an eye on guests. So maybe she was more of a... Making sure everybody was taken care of. Right. Um, She even (laughs) makes herself known to male guests by uh, running her hands along their legs and whispering in their ear. Hmm. So... She misses the good old days. <laughs> what can what can I say? Um, there's a... Uh, oh, wait. Basically, that's it for the happy spirits. Oh. Uh, now we go into the not happy spirits. Or spirit. Um, there's reports of a malevolent male spirit who isn't friendly to anyone. He will, like, basically roughly, like, shoulder check guests... They'll just be walking and, like, get bumped up and there's Ooh. nothing that ran into them. Um, as well as he moves objects that the staff needs or are, like, looking for. So yeah. they'll be like, where are my keys to lock the store? Right. He took the keys. Who knows? Or, like, if they made a drink for a guest and they yeah. turn around and they come back around, it's gone. That's a big bummer. Yeah, he fucks around with them a lot. Um, and then some other haunting stories have been shared on a TV, st- TV show called Alaska Haunting, um, which... Jack found for me to watch, and that's what I highlighted was to watch it. Oh, and you never watched it, and I didn't because <laughs> didn't I worked time. fifteen yeah. hours, and then yeah. I worked ten hours, and then I worked fourteen hours. Yeah, I was just so tired, guys. I'm so sorry. I had full intentions to watch this TV show, and I didn't. I'm so sorry. But if oh you have, my gosh, I think you're fine. What is it? Discovery Plus. Yeah. Um, you can watch it yourself. It's the first season. I think it's like episode three or something. It's something. It's. It's on there, I swear to God. Um, There's also books about it, such as Haunted Inside Passage by Bjorn Dill, America's Most Haunted, Haunted Alaska by GhostlyWorld.org, and Haunted Alaska by Ron Went. Cool. Um, 
Then the website spookeats.com has an EVP that's from their investigation that you can hear if you go to their website. I didn't listen to it. I was at work. I couldn't be playing that shit like super loud in order for me to hear EVPs and stuff. Um, But basically what's going on is that investigators going through asking questions, you know, yada, yada. And the investigator catches the spirit saying, quote, I'm the opposite, end quote. Ooh, weird. That's a weird statement, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure what was said before. Like I said, I was at work. I couldn't really listen, but maybe I'll give an update. I don't think so, because I'm going to be in Texas for the next week. Mm-hmm. So check it out if you really are interested. If not, that's fine, too. Most of my information came from the Red Onion. Cool. Yeah. Straight from the source. Straight from the source. And, like, there's one from pizzatoday.com, because <laughs> apparently their pizzas are super popular. Um, Alaska.org. Just some, like... Cool. Trip advisor, like mess shit. Cool. That's what I have. So similar. Isn't that so weird? That's weird. That's okay. <laughs> I don't know. It works know. out. That's so weird that we chose such similar stories. We call this Gold Rush Ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yep. I almost covered um a cathedral that's in San Antonio, which is where I'm going, but I figured I'm going on a ghost tour while I'm in San Antonio. So you'll do it then. I think I want to, like, see what the go- the cool. guide says yeah. and then kind of do my own research on it and then Love do it. it for a future episode, so. Sick. Yeah. Cool. Well, you got anything else? I don't think so. I don't either. I'm, I'm really sorry, guys. Like, I feel Stop. like talking is really hard again for me. No, you sound great. Ugh. You can't tell. I'm sorry. I'm going to take that apology out. No, keep it in. I will not. Please. Nope. <gasps> Um, you can find us on Instagram at Who Knew Podcast, or you can email us at Who Knew Podcast six 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 at gmail dot com, um, or you can support us on Patreon if you're feeling like doing that. Don't feel obligated. We have good jobs, so yeah, it's nice if you do support us because then we can like we can do more. We can do so much more, but, but also we like to like give you guys what you like. Yeah, so. If you want some behind-the-scenes stuff, which also, I apologize, we haven't had time to upload the Abby um, videos that Jack took of me. We got it. We'll do it. I know. I'm just like, I said I was going to do it in, like, the next week, and it hasn't been a week. It's just, I don't know how much more I can say this, guys, but it's been a week. You're fine. Or two. I'm going to take all this out. No, don't. Yeah. No, I'm apologizing to our patrons. They need that. They do need that. There's two of them. I want to apologize to them. You're fine. Fine, I'll make a post. Okay. Bye.